episode of Baggers Chat. On today's episode, we'll be previewing the Mighty Tigers Clash this Thursday, boys. How are we feeling? Oh, it's a bit nervous, actually. It's a high stakes. I think it's a, as they call it, kind of an eight-point game. You know, if we beat them, they go down, we go up. So, um, no, it's a, it's a big clash. Important clash for both teams, actually. Absolutely. Pato? Yeah, confident. A lot more confident than I was in round one, uh, that's for sure. Just because, since uh, since with what we've uh, kind of uh, produced this season, I think um, it's going to be an interesting clash. But um, also, I'm very excited about it. Um, but it is at the Richmond, uh, it is Richmond home uh, home game, so that's what I'm a little bit nervous about. But still, at the G Blues faithful will still show up. Sorry, sorry. Whose home game was it last week against? Uh, was it Port Adelaide? Where five. Freaking people showed up to their game, like yeah. Seriously, <laughs> what was that? Wait, <laughs> really? Oh yeah, but then that was on a what Thursday? Yeah, oh yeah, yeah. Come on, but like, like a, the way yeah, I was I'm not trying to have a go at Tiger supporters because they've been pretty good over the years, like in um, attendance and that. But you know, come on, they're saying you know families don't want to go on a Thursday night. If you're a real fan, you're making your way there. Yeah, there's a place like, um, three minutes from the ground. It's like it's like three of what. I think three or two years ago when Harwick said, um, oh, when we play at Marvel, the Richmond fans are like, oh, come on, man. We play at Marvel and like uh, MCG the exact same amount of time. And they, like, we show up, doesn't matter. I find it easier play, to get to Marvel. Yeah. Yeah, like yeah. if you catch the train, I don't personally, but if people I know people that do catch the train, it's right there. So I've heard. Um, otherwise, $10 parking, you can't beat it. Um, <laughs> All right, uh, we're just talking um, before we came on as well about where we could literally be on the ladder. It's a lot of shoulda, woulda, coulda, but um, if we had beaten Collingwood, like forget Gold Coast, forget Fremantle, whatever, if we had just beaten Collingwood, say Jack Silvani's got just, you know, a little bit more to the left, <laughs> say it went through, we would be equal top at the moment and the top three had the bye. We win this week, oh. we're a game clear on the top. Imagine how that would have been. <laughs> And if uh, Walshy if Walshy yeah. kept on running and had a ping, mate, mate, oh, if the umpires that, opened their eyes, what well, I, 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 I find a positive out of the loss actually. Um, I think it kept the group kind of you know grounded a bit. You know, not 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 co- we weren't cocky, but it was just something you know learning curve. And I think um, you know with the new coach and that you've got to have learning curves, and um, I think it keeps us in good stead. Absolutely, I think it's good, especially. Like we spoke about it last week about the three quarter time there against the Bombers, the last episode. How whilst he's given them the spray, it's good to see because it's good to get I guess the cobwebs out of the way and you know learn early ish on. We're halfway through the season now, but still we're still learning and we're look we're potential top four, so you can't really complain. Would you argue though? You said you're. I think you were more nervous, Pato. You said about round one. Would you argue Richmond's certainly got better since round one, and we've. We've got better. We play, we're playing very well. But with injuries, though, I would say I'm more nervous for this one personally because I think Richmond are playing better footy now than what they were around one. And we've got a few injuries. So I'm a bit more nervous there. So um, it'd be interesting to see. But you said you were more nervous with round one. Yeah. I just feel like they've just lost their hunger a little bit. Um, just a little. So I just think that, yes, they're a little bit more like they don't have as many injuries as us. But also, we've like we kind of found a way. 
the past three or four weeks to just find other ways, other solutions to get the job done. So that's what I'm, I've been seeing. And that's why I'm still confident. Um, but even if we lose to Richmond, once again, yes, we don't like, I hate blaming it on injuries, but I think Harry McCullough returning, Charlie Kona, that's massive. And Lewis Young has stepped up enormously. And we're still waiting on our best defender, um, our best ruck, and so many other um, aspects that we can kind of add to this system. Um, so it's really good to see, but um, yeah, I am yeah. still nervous. I am still nervous, but um, it's going to be uh, interesting, uh, interesting to see what happens on Thursday night. Absolutely. It is, of course, this Thursday at 7.20, so um, it's a bit earlier. Was Essendon 7.50? Yeah, 50, or was it yeah. Yeah, yeah, one of them ones. Um, I don't know if, oh, the Thursday, yeah. So that's a bit, annoying. That's, you know, a bit better, a bit earlier. Um, obviously at the MCG. And of course, last time we met was round one. We won by a few goals in the end. And I did, I went back through that game. It's crazy the amount of actual individual goal kickers we had. Charlie yeah. didn't kick a goal. We said yeah. Harry kicked one, maybe two. I think we said, yeah. um, but over, yeah. there was just, yeah, so many individual goal scorers. Like I had it up here before, but O'Brien was kicking goals. Everyone's kicking goals. So um, that was good to see. But, um, yeah, we'll get stuck into our favourite Tigers versus Blues memory. Of course, we probably would have mentioned this in round one. Round one could be the favourite memory now, though. So, who knows? Um, we'll start with you, Eth. Yeah, there's a few. Um, oh, you know, round one was pretty hard to go by. I think it's one of the best one of the best victories of the last decade, just in terms of we all came together as one and new coach, new CEO, new everything. But, um Apart from that, you'd, you'd have to say you'd have to say the final. Um, probably, yeah, I'd probably say Juddy's goal. Comes again. Wait. Look away. Hand pass to Judd. This would be fitting. This would be fitting. It lives in my memory all the time, even though post that we've seen fuck all, but uh, it was a good goal. <laughs> it was a good goal. Before we go to Pato, because I, I got a feeling I know what he's going to say, but. Have we gone a whole year of this podcast without promoting one of the best TikToks ever? Have we, Pato? No. What are you talking about, mate? In, I believe it's a, <laughs> probably you, the 2013, was it an elimination final or something like that? Would that be your favourite memory at least? Um, unless I have a twin and the exact same name. I don't know, mate. <laughs> I don't know what you're talking about. Is that your favourite memory, though? <laughs> Oh, it has to be, doesn't it? Uh, big Jeffy Garlett setting us, uh, setting the Richard Tigers home, na 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 style. Um, and then, of course, the commentary. Gets in and taking him with Garlett. And you can put down the glasses. It's an amigo. It's an amigo that'll finish it off. Kick it, Jeffrey. He does. Carlton are on their way to Sydney. Uh, with uh, Bruce, I think it was Bruce McAvaney. He said, and they're on their way to City Light, mate. Just goosebumps. And unfortunately, that's our uh, only good moment. <laughs> our only good moment okay, in our history. Um, <laughs> well, no, no, no. no. Our, our only good moment. Well, my only good moment in the yeah. in my life. <laughs> okay. If Pato doesn't cut this out, there is a good TikTok out there of Pato in that game. So uh, make sure you get around that. And um, all right, we'll get stuck into our potential inclusions. Uh, now, boys, who do you see coming in for this game against the Tigers and who do you see making ways? I've got one change. Obviously, Chera um, having a... I think it's very... I think Vossi said it was exactly the same as Cripper's one against Gold Coast, um, like yours truly said during the game. Um, but uh, <laughs> I'm sorry to rate myself there, but... Um, nah, no, but I think Chera will be out just due to the short turnaround. And then um, I think Will Setterfield. I'm not really sure... Um, 
if Dow gets a game, I'm not I'm not sure, but I think Setterfield had 35 on the weekend. It was clearly our best, so I think he comes in. Fichera, okay. Yeah, interesting. Good call. Um, Paddock? Yeah, me personally, I've bought, I mean, obviously with Adam Chera out, um, I've bought in Paddy Dow. So I just think that I've always liked having one player go out in the exact, well, not the exact same player, but a certain type of player coming in to actually fill in that spot. So I think Dow is that player. Setterfield, I've always seen more as a winger. Um, I don't know the exact position that he's been playing in the VFL, but I've always seen him more as a winger. So, and I think Noons has been playing pretty well. Probably arguably his best game um, on the weekend. And I think Lockie O'Brien's still doing his role. Um, yes, he does fuck up a bit, but I just still think he does stuff, um, which is still good. So I brought in Paddy Dow. Excuse me. So just the one change there as well. Um, beautiful. Alrighty. So I've got obviously Chero out as well. I've gone a bit left field as I usually do. I like to be a bit a uh, bit different. So I've gone uh, Hayes to make his AFL debut. Easy. Love it. He's uh, yeah. he has he has played AFL before. Sorry, make his Colton debut. Sorry, I should say. Was Western doggies, Bulldogs, wasn't he? Um, yeah, doggies. Yeah, doggies. Yeah. Yeah, right. Dust, I believe. Yeah. Yep. Might have been, yeah. But yeah, we'd like to see him get a game and we'll see what happens there. Uh, we'll get stuck into arguably our favourite part of the show. Um, Has to be. Ethan, spotlight on you, mate, for the key matchups. Yeah, so I was I was trying to think outside the box today and, you know, it's, it's very confusing on how... Um, you know, specifically our smaller defenders, who's actually going to pick up who each week. We tend to get it wrong, you know. I think calling a game, <laughs> we thought, calling a game, we thought Stocker was going at uh, Ginevan and then it ended up being Saad, which was which was fantastic for us. Everyone uh, thought that too, though. So uh, it's so confusing having those guys in. So I've left the small defenders out. It's too hard to decide. So we'll start off Robbie Tarrant against Harry Mackay. So. Um, it's an interesting match. I think round one, Tarrant did okay on Harry. Well, considering they didn't kick many goals. So um, what, what are your thoughts on, on this matchup, Pato? Yeah, I think if it's the same sort of contest um, with the smalls kind of more dominating more than the talls, um, I think Harry will probably know what to do now because he probably hasn't played on Tarrant much in his career. And yes, he still finished, um, like he still finished with one goal one. So I still think he did okay. Um, but I think Tarrant, like he's a pretty good, he's a pretty good defender. So um, it's going to be an interesting one to see actually who he goes to because they also might see Charlie Kerno being the number one forward now. I don't know, but um, I think um, I think Mackay and Tarrant's going to be a great battle. Yep, Colson. So if you're so yeah so if, so then Grimes would take I assume. I'd, I'd believe I'd believe it'd be a Gibkiss taking. Gibkiss, yeah. Kerno, which yeah. I think will be in our favour, just yep. being a younger, less experienced player. But what what are your thoughts on the whole on on Robbie Tarrant and Harry Mackay, Colson? Um, yeah, I mean, as you said, he kicked a goal round one. Um, I don't mind Tarrant as a player; I've been around a while, but um, yeah, I think Harry can get the job done there. Yeah, I think it's an important one too. I think I think Mackay really broke. Oh, I guess the game didn't really break open the other night. It was a bit of a lackluster game, just due to Essendon not really bringing it to us, but. Um, I think Harry can really open up the game for us just due to his uh, aerobic capacity and being able to, you know, kick goals at vital times. So we'll move on to ruck battle again. So it's a bit different the last time. Um, big, big pit, I think, uh, dominated Nank in round one just due to the hit out to advantage, and, uh, which, was, which was huge for us in that victory. Um, now without Pitto, we've got Tommy DeConning, who's really held his own, I think, in the last month and a bit. Um, how do you think this matchup will go, Pato? 
Yeah, a little bit nervous about this one because I think Nane Kervisat's been pretty good this year. So a little bit nervous, but um, I think TDK has been solid. He's been solid. Um, he's had some really good weeks. He's had some not so great weeks. So I think once again, he'll probably bring out his sort of um, a performance that will do his role good, but also Nane Kervis is a pretty good ruckman. Yeah, it is tough because I think I think Nank's good around the ground as well. Uh, he's a big body, but he, he's also got good foot skills, and uh, it'll be interesting. But I think I think Tommy can do it. I think he can do it. Um, Carlson, what do you what are your thoughts on Tommy? Yeah, it's interesting. Um, I I'm a big fan of Nank personally. When he shrugged uh, BT, it's probably one of the best moments. But um, but <laughs> yeah, I think we we sort we sort of speak about old style Rockman, and then I guess the more new sort of you know around the ground sort of Tommy DeCone. I think Nank's a bit of a almost a mixture because he said he's a big he's a big body, but he can sort of go around you know he, he can like sort of like cruiser in you know in a sense in terms of like you know pick the ball up whack it on the boot like he can for a big bloke he can actually you know do that sort of stuff i think tommy's probably got him covered probably i mean he's not they're all fit obviously but he's been a he's a bit of he's a yeah i can tommy can get him covered there but i don't know it'd be close i if he can hold his own but it's a, you know it's a lot of pressure i think on tommy personally but yeah and for me i think the th- huge thing is is how sauce goes when it when he comes here yeah. i think um he really showed on the weekend he can be that kind of fourth midfielder because I think Sosk definitely has the um, capacity to be able to be a midfielder. Uh, but obviously, our mids are very good right now. Obviously, it's hard to get in that midfield group and his role's changing every week by, by the second. And um, yeah, so we'll move on. I've got Georgie. I've got Georgie in the key matchups. I feel he, he hasn't been in the key matchups enough. He's averaging 30. Um, apparently, Adam Cooney said he's not in his top five most improved players. I'm not sure what sport he's been watching in the first <laughs> half of the season. But Hewitt against Prestia, two bulls. Um, I believe Prestia's leading Richmond's clearances. I think it oh, might be Jack Graham and between him and Jack Graham, just the top clearance getters. And obviously, Hewitt being out there with us. What, what do you think of this matchup, Pato? Yeah, I think Prestia is uh, it's a one that I'm not too sure how to judge just because that he's probably never really lived up to his potential because I think at Gold Coast, he was actually probably going to be a, like a star sort of player. But um, at Richmond, of course, he's been good. Um, but unfortunately, he's just been kind of um, let down a bit with his um, with injuries. So once again, I think he's pretty good. He's actually a pretty good player. So we have to watch out for him. But um, I think George Hewitt's up to it. 100% he is. Um, Every single week we bring up how good this guy is. And for Adam Coon, like, because I think he said one thing about Carlton. I think he said maybe his, um, that he thought the Carlton was like the premiership. Like he thought the Carlton was going to win the premiership. And I'm like, good call, mate. Good call. But I think Hewitt is definitely up to it. Yeah, 100%. Colson, any, any, any thoughts on that matchup? Yeah, it's definitely interesting at least two, I guess, sort of going at it in a sense. But, um, Hewitt's, I don't know. Yeah, he's been one of the most improved for mine. I mean, I don't, didn't really watch too much of him before obviously but um yeah he's been great and um it's be interesting to see but i do rate Dion so but yeah yeah no i rate Prestia pretty high i think he's probably their best midfielder um currently um i'm not like their midfield groups very different it's a very dynamic kind of midfield group they got m- multiple guys coming through with bolton and that so um we'll move on um unfortunately um tom lynch is probably gonna be playing uh, i think he trained today pretty you know i think he looked you know, pretty healthy and ready to go. So um, I imagine if he's in, um, Lewis Young will take him. What are your thoughts on that, Pato? Yeah, it's a big one because I'm not too sure if Flinch will come in, but if he does come in, I think he's a terrific player. So um, it's a big, once again, it's a big test for Young, but I think each week his test gets a little bit bigger. 
And I think he's up to it 100%. Um, so this is one of the other guys that um, has a chance to really shine. Yep, agree, mate. Colson, how many goals is Lynch kicking on the weekend? Uh, two at best. Maybe Young goes off the ground, but yeah, two, two at best, <laughs> I would have thought. Yeah, no, nah, I think uh, Tom Lynch is an interesting one. He can kick bags and then be really quiet. So hopefully, fingers crossed that he is quiet. Well said, mate. Some great analysis there. I um, saw you your brain ticking away about five minutes before we jumped on to film. Um, so you put a lot of thought into it as usual. It's good to see. Yep. Um, all right, we'll get stuck into under <laughs> the pump now and we'll go straight to Pato. Yeah, mate. So I have... And I'm not too sure about this one. Um, it's someone that I just, I really do rate at the club. Um, and I only put him down just because I feel like he needs that reality check of you're doing your, you're doing the pressure stuff, but you're just not hitting the scoreboard. And that man is Corey Durden. Um, I think, I think it was two weeks ago when he kicked two goals, one, and he really was good. And then I think always was the one that didn't really play that well. It was like, oh, like we never really have both of them playing really well in the same game, which I think he's actually personally fine. So I think that they will always kind of like, if they are both quiet, that's when we probably have to worry about it. But I don't know I'm, I kind of want your thoughts on this boys. Cause Corey Durden, is he under the pump? What are your thoughts, Daph? Oh yeah. Yeah. I think scoreboard wise, but um, on what you said about them playing well, I think back to what I said earlier, the positions they play, I don't think they're going to be making a huge impact every week. You know, like the way they the way they play good is different to how Charlie Gurnow plays good. I think a good Charlie Gurnow game is two plus goals or, you know, you know, taking eight marks a game or whatever. I agree though. I think um, there hasn't really been a game where they've both hit the scoreboard um, really well, but I think, you know, Durden, he was good round one. So, you know, can the Tigers, can the Tigers get him? Yeah. Agree with that, Sam? Yeah, mate, I agree. Um, it is, there's, there's a type of players where uh, their, I guess their stats or their impact on the game isn't measured through your basics sort of stuff. Um, you got to look more in depth, I guess, in the sense of, you know, the amount of, like, I guess, one percenters to an extent. And then, um, you know, obviously the pressure there, putting forward, especially Durden. And, um, but yeah, I do agree. It is interesting. They don't sort of seem to both uh, play well in the same game. But um, it's interesting uh, observation from you, Mitchell. <laughs> Cheers, mate. Moving on. No, good. That was good, mate. Um, all righty. I've got no one because I've I said it's like to sit on the fence a little bit. But um, we'll go to you, Ace. Um, I just think, you know, filming this on Monday, Queen's birthday, the D's going down really opened up the ladder. So, um, oh, if we win this game, we are equal top. Just just put it out there. No pressure, boys. But this this is huge for our football club. And I think um, if we win this game this week, uh, we got to be aiming top four. We've got to be aiming top four. I just think if we're 10 and three, it's a fantastic position. Um, to be in and then also you know to put in Richmond keeping them ninth keeping them ninth so our eight position is strong so we don't have to worry about that too much so um, there's always pressure on every week uh, just to have the standards that we've been seeing all year so well, I trust them I'll back them in well said mate um, we'll have to work out the percentage of what they have to win by to actually sort of crack the top sort of two three four ish sort of area but I think, um, I think I've heard I think I've heard, I heard it's like 350 points or something yeah, so yeah, yeah, it's, it's, it's doable it's doable 
Uh, and of course, just in case, Thursday night against the the arch rival, the Tigers, at the MCG doesn't pump you up enough and want you oh, to go man. to the game enough. It is the fearless leader is playing his one hundred and fiftieth fiftieth game. Patrick Cripps, of course, Marshbank playing his fiftieth as well, which is symbolic for for other reasons, but. 150 for Cripper. Like, that actually makes me feel a little bit old. Like, that's sort of come along pretty quickly. No, it has definitely. Um, oh, geez, he's, he's, I don't know, I can't. He's the best. I reckon he's the best captain of, you know, had uh, the best Carlton captain in my lifetime. Um, just the way he's so selfless and um, especially the last few years where his body's been really letting him down. Um, still going out there and playing and off the field, he's fantastic. I think he sent that message, um, a video message to a kid before the game on the weekend who uh, I'm not sure what the issue was, had some sort of um, disease or cancer and sent him a message and brought him on the ground the other day. And um, he's just a really good guy. And um, yeah, I just it's, can't explain enough. He's, he's a superstar. Yep. Great bloke, uh, great player and great captain. I think he's going to be at the, uh... The Hallam Hotel or something with Walshie or something this week. I don't know if yeah. you heard about that, but it seems relatively cheap. Might have to get along. <laughs> might, might do, mate. Might do. Um, um, yeah, no, well said, um, Ethan. Um, best captain you've seen, you said. Let's just talk, throw a few names out that you've seen. So we've obviously seen F. Murphy. Juddy. Juddy. Uh, fuck, who else have we seen? Uh... Same Doc, the back house. Yeah, Doc. Doc, yeah. Um, who else have we seen? Murph, Juddy. Who else did Juddy was really my first. You know, like I, you know, I was pretty young before then. So, yeah. I think Absolutely, mate. Well said. Um, Paddo, what does uh, Cripper mean to you, mate? And um, how much of a pleasure has it been watching uh, 149, soon to be 150, of him uh, working his trade? Yeah, the Duff Star hit the nail on the head there. Uh, I just think that um, Cripper's been, I mean, there's not uh, there's not too many words to describe Cripper, but um, I just think that he's just been, um, as Duff said, I probably would disagree with him being the greatest captain that I've seen. I think Judd probably holds that um, holds that role. But once again, he's, he's not far behind just because of the other things that he does. Like, I think that especially with, the whole media world really evolving when he's been the captain. <clears throat> um, he's really dealt with that well. Um, I think that, like, 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 especially with how he's kind of dealt with stuff that's been off-field with Carlton supporters. Like, yes, as you said, Daph, like, he's been, he probably puts the fans first, which is so good because we haven't really had a player or a captain even like that. Um, of course, we've had people go to, like, call up and stuff with the membership, but um, I think that his sort of way of, leading that side this year, especially with him being the sole captain, um, you can see how much of a difference it's made. Um, so, yeah, I think like, there's not too many words um, to actually describe him um, as a leader, um, as a player. Um, so I think it's really good. But also, Marchi, um, it's great to see that he's made his return. So um, hopefully he can hopefully he can play, play another, um, another 50 and uh, many more to come. Absolutely, mate. Um, yeah, they're both great stories uh, in of themselves. Um, in I guess different ways. Cripper's been, I guess, fairly lucky. Touchwood injury wise, and obviously Marchbanks Road's been a little bit uh, different. And um, but yeah, we both uh, look forward to seeing them this Thursday night. All right, 
Now we'll get stuck into our match predictions. I'll run through his speeches really quickly. Of course, he's uh, away for the next couple of weeks. He got first goal, Jack Martin. So it's a blue bagger kicking the first goal. Best on ground, Hewitt. It's a blue bagger best on ground. This is, just, this, this is looking good. Margin, Tigers by 14. What's going on there? Yeah, <laughs> I love is it? It'd be like yeah. Melbourne today, though. I guess Fridge first goal, Clary best on yeah. ground, obviously. And then they lost. So it can happen. does happen. But um, No speech. Speech don't. <laughs> but um, hopefully he's uh, wrong for the margin. We can cop the other two, but hopefully the margin and the team winning is wrong. But we'll go to you now, Heath. What do you got for us, mate? Yeah, I've gone a bit outside the box for the first goal. And I think this guy has been setting up goals left, right and centre the last two, three weeks. And that is the Nuna, the Jack Nunes, mate. He's going to kick the first goal on the run, 40, 45. Yeah, Nuna. fans up and about. And, um, yeah, so I think, you know, Nunes, he's been good. Give, give him the first goal. He loves it. He loves a goal, Nunes. He loves it. He loves a goal. So uh, best on ground, Sammy Walsh. Uh, didn't play against the Tigers last time and a mid still dominated. So Walsh gets in there, gets 40 points, gets the four points and leaves the G. Um, and tip... Carlton by nine. I could have tipped him by more, but I'm I'm keeping I'm keeping it low key, and I'm going with nine. And prediction for Richmond in the sense that uh, who do you see being their just their deadliest player? The one we just need to stop, whether it's a forward, mid, even a backman carving up one of our forwards. Sort of what? Who do you see? Maybe a Baker, or I think Bolton kicked zero goals five, so he's probably due to kick a couple. Yeah, I'd agree. I'd try Bolton, some of that. Um, all right, Pato, we'll go to you now, mate, for your prediction. And I'm going to chuck a question straight at you first. For the bloke you go for first goal, is he playing forward or does he literally just grab it from the ruck tap and just kick it from outside 50 um, and take us away, Pato? Yeah, so I'm calling um, a little bit of a, um, a scruffle. Um, at the very start of the game, um, absolute just getting into each other. And then out of nowhere, Paddy Cripps gets an elbow by by Darcy Martin if he plays. Um, if not, Liam Baker, bang, bang. Um, <laughs> scruffle, mate. The big scruffle. Um, so that's, a, that's just a pattern word that I keep on saying. But um, I, I think it. that he will um, he will get one in the goal square. Just get the blue baggers up. No, nah, I think Paddy Chris will probably get um, tapped down from Teddy K over to Hewitt. Um, and handball to Cooper. To, uh, well, well, maybe, maybe give it back, back to Cooper, then have a goal. End of story, kicking the first goal. I've talked him out of it, I think. The way you're explaining it, there's 58 handballs before he kicks the goal. So, I, I guarantee <laughs> him. Get, before he gets there. He will, he will be taking the kick out from, <laughs> from the Richard thing, and then he will get a 150-meter penalty, and then he will get the goal to get the boys started. But um, oh, so oh, also oh, best on ground, of course, um, is Paddy Cripps as well. Um, I think that will be a great way to um, set up his 150th game. Um, and also the Blue Baggers, I've gone the reverse of speech. Instead of Tigers by 14, I've gone the Blues by 14 points. Very nice, mate. I think Cripper had, what, 30 and three goals round one, something like that? So, yeah, something like that. Yeah. We could do that, do that again, I reckon. And uh, all righty, I've got uh, first goal, a uh, bit, bit of an interesting one. It is a Richmond player. I don't know if that's allowed, but um, Noah Bolter, first goal I've got. Um, and then I've got Sam Doherty, best on ground. Sorry, Ethan, I've upset you. And then Blues <laughs> by four in a close one. You reckon he can get the first goal, Ethan? Not a fan of Noel Boulder. I think he's a bit of a front runner for mine, but good on him. Yeah, I don't think he's the best in the team. Oh, best in the forward line by a stretch thing. Um, 
Jack Rioch's been there a while now. Do you reckon he could sort of tear us apart, or do you reckon he's sort of past it? What do you reckon, Heath? Oh, I can't, I can't jinx us, but um, I'll, I'll leave that for off air. Um, <laughs> I think, oh, you know, he's probably his last year, I reckon, maybe second last year. He's always torn us up round one, so um, yeah, I'm just gonna leave. I'm just gonna leave that at that. Who are you most worried about, Pano? Um, Tom Lynch, if he plays, I think that he could, um, he could have some sort of a performance, um, if he gets going. So other than Jack Rewalt, and you can't really shy away from, um, if he does play Dustin Munn, um, he's a big threat. Absolutely. Record speaks for itself. And, um, that's about it, boys. Of course, Thursday night, get to the, get to the footy and then Friday night, um, you boys will be there, get to the VFL as well versus Footscray, 735. Friday, not in Footscray, thankfully for our safety, uh, at Icon Park. Um, hey, there um, goes our supporters from Footscray. Yeah. <laughs> I, don't think they have the, I don't think they have the internet there, Pat. I saw it now. Um, hey! no, so, yeah, I get down there Friday night. It'd be, um, yeah, I'd say it'd be a good game. We should win. I mean, we should have been Essendon. That was pretty average. And um, just on that, you watched it, I assume, Ethan and Pat. I don't know if you watched it. Do you watch the twos, mate? Yeah, saw a little bit of highlights, but um, no, nah, I didn't watch the full game, unfortunately. Sammy Durden, what do you reckon, Heath? I don't know. I think, um, like Vossi said, he's just got to get used to the um, the whole system. But um, I think you've turned out. He's still got seven marks, so pretty decent. But I think their forwards went all right. So, um, yeah, it'll be, it's an interesting one. But I think, oh, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. Uh, I need to see the full picture first. Oh, all right. Sorry, mate. Sorry, I put you on the spot there. Um, alrighty. So yeah, get down to the get get down to the seniors. Get down to the reserves. Get down to everything. Thanks for watching, as always. Like, follow, subscribe, share. Tell your grandmother. Tell everyone. Um, Bagger chats where it's at. And hello. And as always, boys, up the baggers.